0: Welcome to the Art of Wellness podcast. I'm Kara Reitz. I believe that each individual is an artist and that wellness is not defined by any one method or practice, but whatever you do that makes you show up in life as your best self, unique to you, to curate your life like the work of art that it is, speaking your truth. Here we will talk about everything from following your life's passion to how we are treating ourselves in mind, body, and spirit and how this all connects to the deeper world around us, and the beautiful work of art that is life. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Art of Wellness Society podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about imagination. I know that I've talked about it before on the blog, but We have four of the most powerful tools at our disposal at all times. And these tools really are simple, but they're extremely profound in that they can get us to any desire we want in our lives. And when utilized correctly, these four tools will lead us to our desires, like I said, and a more aligned life. And those tools are imagination, Focus, feeling, and action. You imagine what you want. You focus upon that desire. Then you feel it deep within you and let that feeling and clear focus of that desire guide you to then take action, big or small, toward your dreams. I'm going to be going more into what those four things mean each individually later on. But for now, in this episode, I really wanted to focus on imagination and the importance of it. Imagination can really be the catalyst to your dreams or your imagination can be used to stay in comfortable confinement, used just as an escape Like many kids and a lot of people when they were kids, particularly me when I was a kid, I was always labeled the daydreamer. I would lay in my backyard for hours and hours just looking up at the sky, dreaming and visualizing. I never felt like I was really part of the other kids. I felt different. Um, I can't really put my finger on it, but... During the school day, all day, I, w- I would just think of the characters that I wanted to create and the storyline that I wanted to play out when I got home from school. And I wouldn't just pretend for a couple hours. I mean, I would fully embody this character for the next day or so until the next one inhabited me. <laughs> and in the summer or after school... When my friends wanted to play tag, I would go home and pretend again. I was like, I am out. Like, if they started playing tag or really any type of um, sport, <laughs> for that matter, I was out. I wanted to go pretend. And I was always in my imagination. I really was never in reality. From the accent I would create to the costume, the entire world and even the food that my character would eat. And more than just characters in terms of what I would use my imagination for, I would also just dream of my future. I had a really clear idea of that, where I wanted to go and who I wanted to be. And I knew all of these things probably at the age of seven. And I held that dream in my mind and my heart until I was old enough to act on it. And I ended up achieving so much of it. I'm obviously not done yet because I don't think our dreams are ever fully met if we continue to keep dreaming, which I'm going to go into more. But my point is that before the conditioning and the resistant pressure from society, we are all naturally incredible intuitive manifestors. You don't need to read a book about it. You don't need to go in a corner for hours and hours and try to go deep in your mind. We are born that way. We naturally are easy manifestors. As a child, our imagination and dreams are completely uninhibited. There's no doubt in our minds or negative beliefs that to shut us down. But then we get older and as we do... For whatever reason, whether it be parents, your family, the school system, your friends, or yourself, these things all get in the way of that inhibition. And suddenly, you hit an age, and the thought of spending time daydreaming or visualizing seems like a complete waste of time and childish. And... Because we're all so, so, so concerned about labels in society, we just shut that imagination down. We turn it off. And so then we're just on autopilot, living day to day, and we're not even aware that we're on autopilot. Go to high school, then go to college, pick a degree, graduate. Find a job in your field, get married, have a child, make sure you buy a house that's close to your parents. I know this sounds like negative, but yes, finding love and and starting a family, buying a house, all wonderful things, don't get me wrong. But most of these events actually may not have unfolded as naturally for you as you think they might have. Some of these things you did or that you're maybe planning to do is all because you thought you had to do it or because time was running out. And because for many, the imagination being shut down all that time with no new dreams or ideas, what other option is there? What other option was there for you but to do that path? that comfortable, confining path that was set out for you. Now, to each his own, everybody's different, and that path may be for you, and that's fantastic. But it's just a question and a thought I'd like you to kind of mull over and think about, you know? And that is why imagination is so, so key to living a full and aligned life. The best news in all of this is that it's never too late. It is absolutely never, ever too late to turn on that special tool each one of us possesses. Like I said, I was the biggest dreamer of all as a kid. And a couple years ago, maybe just a little over, probably about a year and a half, I was at the lowest point in my life. And at that time, I didn't think it was ever possible for my dreams and and for my imagination to ever reignite itself again. I thought it was gone. I thought something was seriously wrong with me. Because at that time, here I was, living in Los Angeles, doing the things that that little girl laying on the grass always dreamt of doing as a kid. I was in, and I am in, one of the most creative industries there is. Acting classes, photo shoots, auditions, and I could not visualize. I had no ideas for myself. I couldn't create characters out of the blue like I used to, like, so easily. And the more I thought about how I couldn't create, the more blocked I became. And let's just say that there were many, many calls with my mom crying about why this special part of me that had been such an integral part of my soul and my whole life was just went dark. Often we're much harder on ourselves than we realize. And looking back at that time... The time when I believed I was just a creative black hole, actually, in reality, I was doing so much. But the true missing link was that I just wasn't there for it. I wasn't completely present. I wasn't enjoying the moment because I was too worried about why the hell I couldn't imagine anything. And in reality, at that time, I was putting on scene after scene and actually one of the best scenes I'd ever done in my acting class. I had felt the most connected I'd ever felt to character. I was doing three to four photo shoots a week, maybe five or six, just depending on the week, and inhabiting the clothing, escaping into the moment in front of the camera. But at that time... I was also going on casting after casting and worrying constantly about booking the job because I'm in LA, I want to make it, I need money and you're constantly surrounded by that. I was hoping all the time that I just pleased my agents and the casting directors, hoping I wore the right outfit and, and said the right thing, hoping I stood out enough hoping I was unique enough. (sighs) No wonder my individual thoughts and dreams were shut off. I was trying to think for others, trying to solve the mystery that is the entertainment industry, until there was just no space in my brain anymore. You know, it's such a dichotomy. You're in a field where, in order to be and do your best, you have to cultivate creativity. But you become so damn stagnated because of the system that the industry has created. It's elusiveness and the system of pretty much pleasing others. Obviously, as you can tell, I'm very passionate about this subject, but that's a conversation for another day. So what happened then? COVID happened, and like so many, I went home, and long story short, I had absolutely no choice but to look within again, to use my imagination again. I was in quarantine. That was my job, for me, personally. And at first, when I would do little, seemingly childish and unimportant things— When I did these things, I felt like someone was going to come and tell me to stop or that I was wasting time or I constantly had the intrusive thoughts that someone else is going to get ahead of me or another girl is going to book the job or replace me. Things like going for a walk in the rain and taking photos... Or laying in my bed and enforcing and myself to just visualize my dreams for a minute. Or painting at midnight because I felt like it. These little seemingly childish things were the things that had always brought me happiness, inspiration, and, and comfort. And now it was the opposite. Sometimes I wanted to be done with these little creative things so quickly To get on to what? I realized the only other option for me if I didn't do these things would be to sit frozen again in a spin, trying to think my way out of why I was so blocked. And it took time. But little by little, the layers peeled back. And again, my core, my truth, was revealed again. Me. And I could see her again. And so I relaxed into the little things. I found presence and beauty in those things. And those daydreams ended up being the best parts of my day. And after getting past that temporary discomfort, the big visualizations came into view again. The really good daydreams, the nuances and the details all began to fit together. And that's why I talk about all this. That's the point of Art of Wellness Society. And by the way, I have something really exciting coming soon for all of you. And it's something that I wish that I had had when I was at my lowest and most blocked. And I will share more details about this project soon. And I really can't wait to share it with you all. Um, but so back to imagination. There's a question that I would like you all to ask yourself after you listen to this episode. And that is, are you living in the confines of your imagination? Because like I said, I feel like you can either utilize your imagination as a tool that helps you progress and take action forward However, sometimes, what, because whatever you may be imagining in that moment feels so real and fantastic, it's really, really common to just use your imagination as a way to escape momentarily from the current reality of what is. The reality that you're so desperately trying to change. We do the same thing when we go see a movie or read a book, but that is what those things are there for. Using your imagination, on the other hand, purely just for escapism, can be just as detrimental as not using it at all. Because rather than using this tool to take action and progress forward, like I said, we sit with it, we get comfortable in it, just like we get comfortable in our sorrow or unhealthy comfort food. I mean, think about it. Every comfort food is normally junk food. And just like we get comfortable in the confines of the path that's been laid out for us, though we really, it's not really the thing that lights us up inside. It's comfortable, but it's also very confining. And if you don't utilize your imagination, you'll end up repeating the same pattern of your life over and over again. Until one day years down the road, maybe, you'll look at your life and you'll ask, why hasn't anything ever changed for me? Why is everything so hard? Why does this always happen to me? Don't sell yourself short. I believe that nothing in life is merely coincidence or an accident. And the same goes for anything you'd imagine or desire. I don't think that those things are an accident either. Because that desire or that dream or imagination was given to you for a reason. It's a gift only you possess. It's a treasure chest that you hold the key to. Only you. And it's about being intentional. And it's about possessing a clear awareness of your dreams and visualizations. And all the synchronistic events. Because... When you are keenly aware of the nuances and details of all of your little synchronicities, the 11, 11 you see, the person you knew from a long time ago that you just saw in the coffee shop, the visualizations, you'll begin to see that there's a message in all of it and that it all weaves together. And if you're aware of it, you'll see a clear picture of how it weaves together. It all makes up just this beautiful masterpiece that you couldn't have thought of yourself. And it's a recipe that is for your journey. And it's also an action plan. I think many people are confused about what step to take next when if we're aware and clear enough that step is right in front of us. Even the tiny step is could end up being a profound step because it's a chain reaction and it's an action plan for you to bring all of those dreams and visualizations into your present timeline. So step outside of the comforts of your confinement and allow magic in. I really hope you enjoyed this episode today and comment, like, subscribe. I know I'm just a few episodes in, but I feel really good about all of this. And I'm just really happy to just share my thoughts about all these amazing things with you to the next episode. And I really look forward, like I said, to hearing from you all. So have a good day, night, week, weekend, whenever and wherever you may be listening to this from.